That was powerful. Wow. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and just turn to the book of Psalms. We're going to be, um, we've got several verses we're going to be looking at today in the book of Psalms. We'll be starting in chapter 119. <clears throat> and uh, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that's the, the longest chapter in all of the Bible. is Psalms 119. I believe it, let's see, it has a total of 176 verses in it. But we started our series last Sunday um, called Seven. And I don't know if, uh, if you got a blessing out of that, but it was really, really powerful. You know, I hope you learned some things uh, last week. And uh, out of all the numbers in all of the scripture, seven is listed the most. And, and so we're going to continue in the theme of that this day. And there's just some really neat things that, that I wanted to share with you as we come into this seventh year you know our, our a lot of times our habits uh, that we do affect our lives on a daily basis and I want to ask you this question um, for the most part are, are you would someone say that you are a positive person or a negative person how would someone describe you or someone that they really don't know are you a positive kind of person or are you a negative? Is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Uh, what kind of person are you? How would people describe you? Uh, do people want to be around you? That might be your indicator. All right, it might be your sign. If people, if they see you coming down the hallway and they go the other way, that might be your sign. All right, you might need to work on that positive part a little bit. But... Today, you know, our natural tendency, and it happened with the children of Israel, and that's why Dave, uh, David wrote all the Psalms like he did. Uh, but the natural tendency, even among the nation of Israel, after God had done a mighty, mighty work among them, was to do what? Remember? They got out in the desert, and they began to do what? Complain. Murmur. They got on to Moses. Moses, why in the world did you lead us out here to perish? We, at least we had food back there under Pharaoh, and we were being taken care of. But the natural tendency for a lot of people is to begin to murmur and complain along the line. And listen, I live with one of the most positive people on the planet, and I am so thankful that God gave me my wife. She is one of the most upbeat, positive persons that I know of. And I'm thankful for that. Because, hey, you need people like that in your life to pick you up when you're down. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at some scriptures here. And the first one uh, is I want you to look at, and it is found in Psalms 22, verse 3. Psalms 22, verse 3. And I have it up here for you. It says, Yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Now this is a psalm David wrote. And this is the New American Standard Version. But in the King, if you happen to have a King James Bible, this word enthroned, it means to inhabit. And so, off of this premises here, what I want you to think about is, what does this say? It says, God inhabits the praises of his people, is what it says. 
Now, a lot of worship leaders, Caleb, have used this. They, as they enter into a time of worship, they want to pump the crowd up, and they want people to get all excited in church. And like a, you know, you don't have to pump the crowd up too much at, at a football game over in Athens, do you? They kind of come pumped up, okay? They, if they're not, they get filled up with pump up, okay, before they go in. But they come in there, and, and even they have a, a band that plays a little bit and does a little rally, and then everybody's all fired up. But when we come to church, how do we act in church? Now, some people grew up in a church to where you folded your hands, and you sat there, and you didn't say a peep. Anybody grow up in church like that? Okay. All right. How many of you grew up in a church where they were jumping over the pews and running around the place? Anybody in the room like that? Well, we only have a few of those. Okay, well, all right, we got a couple. Now, how many of you grew up where they pulled out rattlesnakes? Now, we're not doing that, but that's up. You can go up in the North Georgia mountains and experience that, but we're not. This isn't no snake handling church, and we definitely wouldn't be praising God if that was going on. And you can say, oh, you don't have enough faith. I can show you in the Bible where I've got plenty of faith. All right, God hadn't called me to do that. But what this says is that God inhabits the praises of people. That means to inhabit, to dwell, to sit, to abide. And in other words, he's going to sit down, he's going to be with you, and this kind of sounds like he's going to live with you. So whenever we begin to praise the Lord, it says God inhabits that. God dwells with that. God comes into that. He, he's part of that. So with that being said, turn over into another psalm, the one I told you about in chapter 119, and look at what verse 60, uh, excuse me, 164 says. Psalms 119, 164. It says, seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous ordinances. Now, this is what David said, and this is straight out of the Bible. Seven times a day, I will praise you. Isn't that awesome to think? Seven times a day. Now, we're, we're on our seven series, and so with that being said, I was like, now, this is cool. Seven times a day, I will praise you. So what I did was I, I thought, okay, now, what does this mean? Now, we're on the seven series I want to break this down, and I'm going to think about it. And so this is what God gave me as far as times go. Seven times a day. 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m. From 7 to 7, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. In fact, you know that the Bible says, from the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be what? Praised. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. That's Psalms 113, verse 3. So from 7 to 7. Now, I do know in the Jewish calendar, they, the beginning of their day was 6 o'clock in the morning and 6 p.m. in the evening was the end of the day for them. And so that's why Jesus, when he died, he had to be taken down off that cross before the next day started. And that was considered 6 p.m. in the evening, and he had to come off that cross shortly after 3 p.m. He was on the cross from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. that day, six hours. But for us, 
That's why Jesus said in the other scriptures in the gospel, he said, are there not 12 hours in a day? Because that was considered the daytime, the work day, from 6 to 6, 12 hours. But because we're doing our 7 series, I've moved it back an hour. And I want you and I to think about doing this. Seven times a day, starting at 7 o'clock in the morning. Now, you might be saying, I'm sleeping then. Okay, that's fine, if you are. We will call you and wake you up. No, we won't. And say it's time to praise the Lord. No, we're not going to do that to you. But some of you might need help with this. Now, someone very close to me said, uh, this is too stringent. I can't do it this way. I will praise him seven times a day, but I can't do it like this. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. You know, you might forget it at 11 o'clock in the morning, but it might be 11.30, but it's okay to praise him at that point. And so I want you all to know this. I started this on Friday with this schedule, and I praised him at 11 o'clock this morning. I praised him when I pulled in right there at 9 o'clock. I praised him shortly after, but I praised him on the way over. And I've already experienced a few times that I've missed uh, right at the moment, but I haven't missed the opportunity before the next one to remind me to praise the Lord. Why? Because David said seven times a day, I'm going to praise you. Now, you might be saying, well, what do you do? What, what are you praising for? My goodness. We'll get to that, but there's a lot of reasons to praise the Lord. And you might be saying, well, how long are you praising him? And it might only last for, you know, a minute. Or it might be just a, a sentence or two. Or it might be, Lord, I just praise you like it's 7 o'clock. I just praise you that I got up this morning. Lord, I praise you for this cup of coffee. Woo, it was so good. You know what I'm saying? God inhabits what? The praises of his people. Now you might be one of these people that go, I already got this down. I already have this down. You are preaching to the choir. I do this all day long. Look at your neighbor and say, I do this all day long. Not. Do you do this all day long? Do you praise the Lord all day long? Do you praise him seven times a day? Now, I told Caleb this. I said, can you imagine what will happen to Gratis Church and happen to all of us if we begin to praise the Lord seven times a day. Wow. Doesn't have to be right at nine, right at 11, but it is sometime between that time and the next time. But all throughout the day, from the rising of the sun, what does it say? To its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So I've just given you a track to run on. And I started it on Friday in, listen, by Friday afternoon, I, t I shared this with Caleb. I don't think it's coincidence, but God-type things were coming at me in a big way. Things that only you could explain as God. And I went, is this by chance that I started this this morning, or is this really a result of me praising the Lord? through these times and I gotta believe it was because of starting it and doing it okay y'all with me on this is this something doable seven times a day 
You can be driving down the road and praise him. You don't, listen, you don't have to close your eyes when you're driving down the road to pray or praise. Amen. Please don't. Please don't. Because we need you. We need you to keep going on down the road, particularly you bus drivers and everything. You've got to keep your eyes open. All right? All right. 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, and 7. All right. Now, that's the praising part. But David also said this. He said in David, uh, read Psalms 55. We're going to see this. Psalms 55, verses 16 and 17. The Word of God says, As for me, speaking of David, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Notice he says, Evening and morning and at noon. I will, what? I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. Now I put that, I shared that one with you, because even in our praises, it's good, but God listens to you even when you complain and murmur. Have you ever complained to God? Have you? I hope you have. If you hadn't, then you hadn't been really honest with him. You know God can handle your business. He can handle your bad day. He can handle your problems. Have you ever been angry at God so much you just wanted to chew him out? Well, if you hadn't, you need to. If you're really mad at him, he already knows it. Just go ahead and say it, because you know who it's going to help. It ain't going to help God. It's going to help you. It's going to help you to get it out. You know, that's why the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Talk it out. Get it out, because it'll, it'll fest up. Have you ever had someone, you do, hey, man, you know what I'm talking about. If you do some little thing, then all of a sudden she just unloads on you like a volcano. You know what I'm talking about? And you're like, what did I do? I just did this. But she explodes. It's because she's been put pushing, pushing, the murmuring and the complaining down. She's just been holding it in. And every time you said something, she held it in a little bit more until you finally said it for the up here moment, and then boom, you get it all. That happens. That happens. Well, if we complain and murmur to God, God can handle that. But he wants us to... Pray to him, to call to him, and talk to him. And like I shared earlier, it's all because of relationship. Three times a day. The, in fact, Daniel chapter 6, the Bible uh, says that Daniel prayed three times a day. In fact, he got on his knees while he was in Babylon, and he prayed back toward Jerusalem. He prayed back in the direction of the city, the holy city of Jerusalem, and that's what got him in trouble with the others. And that's what ended up putting him in the lion's den because he would not stop doing what he knew he was supposed to do. And he prayed three times a day. And he did it on his rooftop where everybody could see it. All right? So three times a day. So I've given you seven praises. And I know you might be thinking, well, this is three times a day to pray. I'm going to tell you what I do and what I've been doing. I've been following this principle, and I'm plugging it in to this. 7 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. Because I'm going to praise him on those moments. So I use my 7 a.m. as my prayer time. Now, you might have to bump yours up, or you might have to push it back, depending on your schedule. But morning means morning. 
Noon means noon, and night means night. So some might say, well, ooh, I, pray, I, pray, uh, I pray when I go to sleep. Well, it's kind of hard. Well, you can, but when you go to sleep and you pray, give us, Lord, our daily bread, I think you've missed it, unless you're praying for the next day's daily bread, which is okay. All right, you follow where I'm coming from? But it's okay, but the Scripture teaches, and David is showing us three times a day to pray. So what I've been doing is I take the 7 o'clock hour, and I pray, and I pray about things, and I, gotta, I have things that I work through and I pray for, but, but most importantly, I share this with y'all. Spend time praising God for who he is and not for what he has done or all of that. Just spend time talking to him and knowing him, just like you would to your best friend. And I do all of that before I ever even ask him for anything. Because I don't want to be the son that approaches his father, heavenly father, with my list of all I want him to do. I want to come to him first and say, you know what, Dad, Father, you, God, you are awesome. You are amazing. There is none like you. We, we sung about it this morning. Did you miss it? There is no one like you. And what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. <laughs> you getting this? Isn't this real? And when you're spending that time with him, just knowing him and hanging with him, it comes a little bit later that he speaks to you and, and you'll hear even in a still small voice uh, so what is it you need today he already knows but he wants me to admit I need it God I, I'm, I'm praying I came to this altar because this knee's at five degrees and I need it to be at zero and I told Amber I said I don't know if you heard me over there on Wednesday yelling in Monroe, she said, my kids talk so loud at school, I couldn't hear you anyway. Now, that's a good point as a teacher. <laughs> but, but the point was, I need that five to go to zero. And thank you all for praying for me because it got better this week. I only went Braveheart one time. Okay. So, whoo. But it takes time. And I'm praying for that. And I know it's going to come eventually, but it's, it's a real need for me. It's a real need. So all of you that raised your hand while I go, one of the best things that you can do is, is hang out with God in, in one of these prayer moments. And then later on, after you've done that, to come to him with that heart that's prepared to ask humbly, here's what I need. And boy, he's waiting to hear. Does that make sense? He's waiting to hear. Okay, so this is just what I'm using as a pattern. You don't have to use it, but 717. Okay? From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So let's conclude. Uh, the whole book of Psalms is amazing, but it's, it is powerful that we see the final chapter, which is 150. And I want you to see it right here in its entirety. But Psalms 150, and you can read it along with me, but it's praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. 
what does that mean? Is that talking about this room? Is it talking about our future first building that we're going to have over here on Pierce Smith Road? Well, we're going to get to. But I believe that, that in his sanctuary, where is his, your body is his temple. So he's saying, praise me in your temple. In your temple, in your body. And so what makes church, church, is you bring church with you to church. Amen? Because that's just a building. What makes the church is you. You're the church. And when two or three of us get together, we make church. Whether that's on Wednesday night at the property, or whether that's the ladies' Bible study on Monday, or whether that's a meeting on Monday evening, or whether it's a Thursday morning gathering of a, a group of people, that is what it is. But yes, when we, get, when we get our new building, that 80 by 150 building over there, hopefully next year, yes, we will praise him in that facility. And I've already told you, I think I will probably cry through the whole first service. Probably will. But I'm going to praise him. I can assure you of that. What does it say next? Praise him in his mighty expanse. Now, what is that? What does that mean to you? What's his mighty expanse? It's the heavens, isn't it? How many of you have gone out at night and just praised him? You done that before? How many of you just sat on your back and looked at the stars and praised him? I've done it. How many of you have gone to the beach and looked up and saw the vastness of all that water? How many of you have been out on a boat and you couldn't see land and you go, man, this is an awesome thing. This is a big pool of water. This isn't no little swimming pool. This is a big body of water. It's a great expanse, isn't it? And how many of you have been up onto the mountains and you look across and you see forever and ever and you go, wow. Praising in his mighty expanse. But when you think of how big God is and that there's the Paul said there's the first heaven, there's the second heaven, and then there's the third heaven. That's where God is. The first heaven is our atmosphere. The second heaven is, is the outer space. And the third heaven is where the presence of God is. But we get to praise him in the first and the second heaven because we can't see the third one yet. But we praise him in his mighty expanse. What's next? Praising for his mighty deeds. Now you might, this, I'm giving you some things to praise him for. On, on, you got seven times a day to do it. And so, here's another one. Praising for his mighty deeds. What has God done for you lately? What has he done for you? How has he blessed you lately? His mighty deeds. Man, I have been praising God for a hot shower. I've been praising God for air conditioning. Amen. You praise him for it right now? We're in a room full of it. I've been praising him for the fact we have running water. There was a group of Church 213 that went over on a trip to Africa. And what was so cool was being a part of seeing and praying for that group. And you know what? They dug a well. They dug a well for the people. They didn't just go make a visit. They poured money in, dug a well, so that those people have water from now on. And we got to be a part of that through some of our giving. That's awesome. 
But we praise God for his mighty deeds. I thanked him and praised him this morning for the very fact he woke me up. That's number one. Next was I praised him. I praised him that he even thought of me. That he even thought of me. He didn't have to create me, but he chose to. He wanted you and me to exist. So you praise him. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. How great is our God? There's no one like him. He is awesome. He does nothing wrong. He's never done anything wrong. And his greatness cannot be measured. And so you praise him because he's a great, great God. He's an awesome God. I love the old hymn that says, How great thou art, O God, because he is great. Next. Now this is where our band loves it and our, our team. But it says, praise him with trumpet sound. Now, we don't have anybody that plays a trumpet in here yet, do we? We got any trumpet players in the room? Caleb, look. All right. But praise him with the trumpet. Or how many uh, play an instrument that's like a trumpet or in that category? Anybody? All right. I know, uh, let's see, Angelique. Doesn't Zaria, Zaria plays something, doesn't she? Yeah. What? Trombone? Oh, tuba. Well, hey, praise him with the tuba. All right. Now, I can't, I can't play any of these. You know, I can't. I wish I could. God bypassed me and put the gift on Caleb. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. I don't even know what a lyre is. What is it? Is it? Oh, okay. I should have looked that one up, but I figured y'all would come through for me. All right, good. Praising with timbrel. Now, is that one of those shaking things? You know, and you beat on the side of your leg. Okay, we, we have seen, we've had that here. And dancing. Now, I'm not talking about Saturday night at the juke joint. I know a lot of people... Like that, and that's, that's okay, too. I love to dance with my wife. I like, you know, I like dancing. How many of y'all in here uh, have got the fever like John Travolta? Saturday Night Fever. How many, how many are staying alive, staying alive? Okay. Tammy Brown, that's the only move she knows, okay? If you ever see her dancing, it's this to this to this to this, all right. But I believe what David meant was just... Uh, have you ever seen a kid just running across the field, jumping up, just arms out, little kid like a butterfly flying across the field, just, oops, excuse me, just this, 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 and this, just flying around? That is how God sees. And even, even David danced before the Lord after he'd won his victory, and, his, and Michael, his wife, said, you were exposing yourself. Well, he couldn't help himself because he was praising his God. Now, I have sh I've shaken a leg for the devil before. I have. I've shaken a leg, and I have danced, and the devil was behind it because I was filled with that stupid juice. A little too much stupid juice in me. You know why we call it stupid juice? Because when you drink too much of it, you do stupid things. Amen? Well... I was filled with a little bit too much. So I've danced for the devil before. But have, I, have you danced for the Lord? Wow. 
was, man. Now, next Sunday, I don't, Tammy might break down up here up front, okay? So if that happens, just do it as until, don't get crazy in here on me now. You know, we, we don't want to call the police if you start going ballistic, but we, you know what I'm saying. It's got to be something edifying to the Lord. Praise him with stringed instrument and pipe. So I, that's including, we, we got some work to do to get all this. Now, you know, uh, we were down there at uh, therapy, but Brother Sammy had gone with me down there that one day, and this lady came in, sat next to him, and, and she, he, he told him that he brought his pastor here. He told him what church, and she said, yeah, she said, y'all's church, I don't like y'all's music. I don't like y'all's music. And Brother Sammy, you know, he, he didn't jump on the woman's case. He said, well, he said, you know, our music, it may not be exactly the way I, what I grew up with, but you know what? All the folks seem to like it, and the young folks like it, and you know, we got to keep the church. Young folks keep coming. And that's how he responded, in positive, in love. But you know, I've been, I've been in a places before to where, you know, they think that if you're playing that guitar, them drums, yeah, that's of the devil. Well, how do you explain this? Are you going to rip this Psalm 150 out of your Bible and say, you know what? I've, I just tell people, go look at what God says in his word. And if we can praise him, and boy, when Josh plays that guitar, it's amazing. You know, everything. When Caleb's on that keyboard, that's an instrument. And remember how many notes are, how many are, is seven, what, scales in the music kingdom? Seven notes in the musical scale is what there is. But with instrument and pipe, and that's not the pipe you smoke, fellas. That's the, like, you know, y'all love to do, but that's the, that's the pipe. I guess what pipe it is is what you play, the flute. So we got a lot of room to work on on praising. We can see, I can see some really cool things happen. But you know, I will say this. I've been to several funerals and I've conducted, but when we do a funeral for a fallen firefighter and when, they, when that guy plays those bagpipes and he does Amazing Grace, I'm going to tell you something. It does something to me. And it's not been a time I haven't heard those bagpipes that chills didn't come over me and I, and I have shed a tear every time. And then one time I saw there was a whole line of, in rows and several deep and they were all playing the bagpipes. And you can YouTube that and boy, that will blow you away. But what God is saying is all the string instruments. And what else does he say? Praising with loud symbols. Man. Did y'all read that? Loud symbols. That music's too loud in my church. You ever heard somebody say, that music's just too loud. Well, I know some churches that um, they actually give out earplugs as you come into them. They do. Now, we, we're not going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure. They, I get on to them all the time. I tell them it's a little loud. It's loud enough, but that's, it's hurting my ears. 
So if it begins to hurt your ears, I can tell you that's not good. How many of you teenagers had your parents come up into your room and said, turn that music down? How many of you? I know you did. Now listen, Caleb took me to a Christian concert one time down in Macon at the Coliseum, and he wanted to sit up close. It was third day, and he wanted to get up close. But their bass player had that bass turned up so loud that it was vibrating my internal organs. <laughs> and when, you're in, when your kidneys and liver is jumping around when, to every note, that's a little too loud. Amen? You don't think it is? Okay. Well, I think your body will let you know. And, and so we moved to the back of the Coliseum, and it was still loud. But I could tolerate it. But, you know, the older we get, good news for us old folks, the older we get, we can't hear. Amen? And so, or either you get tinnitus, and so where you hear ringing all the time, so it don't matter. But we praise him with what? The loud symbols. And we praise him with resounding symbols. I mean, that means over and over and over is coming. So we, we have the little, what's it called, the cajon thing that, that Luke plays. But we have that. But hopefully we'll graduate one day to where we have it sounded even more so. But what I want you to, what I'm going to close with is this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow. As long as I have my breath, I praise the Lord. Do you have breath? Turn to your neighbor and say, is my breath okay? Do you have coffee breath? I know my wife in the morning, she's like, mm, I kiss you like, mm, that's that coffee breath. She don't like that one. But if you got breath, if you're breathing, then what are you, you and I supposed to do? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why we're doing our seven series. Seven times a day, praising. Three times a day, prayer. And you know what? I can only imagine, Caleb, Josh, I can only imagine when y'all are up here seven weeks from now, after we practice this for seven weeks, what is church going to look like then? What's church going to be like then? Because I'm going to tell you this. I've only had three days of doing this. And I about couldn't contain myself over here this morning. I can't imagine what I'm going to be like seven weeks from now. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do through you as you begin to praise him. Praise him. Let everyone that has breath praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you.